now. Like, oh, it's a paramedic going by right now. Fuck. My bad. Add that as the intro. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy, DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Waleezy and Tony Mass. We have a very special guest. He is a world-famous artist. He's done uh, a lot of good work for Michael Jordan, Kevin Hart, Taylor Swift, and uh, we're excited to have him. It's Skell. What's up, Skell? What up, what up? How y'all doing? Nice to meet y'all. Hey, man. Nice to meet you, man. Thank so, you so yeah. much for coming through. The mustache is the thing up, uh, up in New York. <laughs> Oh, you I, don't, are- I, I thought it was going to be a thing, and then uh, it's really just me and Waleed holding it down right now for the mustache. Yeah, guy. pretty much. <laughs> I've seen a couple of the people with it, but... Bro, got the curls and everything, man. I know, man. This, this is my quarantine curls, I call it. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, man. Skell, I wanted to talk about your journey through art and a lot of things that you've been doing that we talked a little bit off-air about, you know, philanthropy and, and things you're getting involved in that I'm interested in as well. Um, but I want to, I'm so interested when, especially when it comes to artistry, because I always wanted to know if it's, you know, one of those things where you felt you were born with the art gene or are you something that you developed over time. So when you're looking back when you first started, did that come naturally to you or just did the interest drive you? I think it came natural. Um, I, I kind of retap back into it. Uh, I used to draw like uh, little comic books and stuff like elementary school. Like I would have like my own series um, with the covers, with, you know, the, the, the inside and dialogue and then the ending pages. I would just, I had, my mom still has them. So I was like, hold on to those, you know, those, if, if I keep blowing up, like things are going, like those are going to be worth a lot of money. So just hold on to those. Maybe I'll do like a new version of it, but, uh, that'd be dope. Yeah. So I did. So that's what I kind of, how I started. Um, you know, I, I did a little sculpting here and there as a kid. Uh, nothing was ever really good. My mom likes it all, but I, I never really thought it was that great. And then, uh, fast forward, um, I kind of did what my parents wanted me to do. They wanted me to find a nice career. So I was a paramedic for like eight years. Sorry if you heard like the French bulldogs running no, around. No, that's all good. It's all good, man. Let them run. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I did, so I did that. Uh, I did paramedic for like eight years to kind of make my parents happy. Lost touch of the art, kind of just forgot about it. Um, and then I, towards the end of my paramedic career, I started kind of getting depressed. I was just over, waking up every day and then picking up someone, you know, it's not, it's not like people think when you're a paramedic, you're not constantly going to car accidents and like people that are, you know, it's not like this is a big exciting thing all the time. You're transporting a lot of old people, mm-hmm. yeah. old people. All they want to do is talk to you and tell you how depressed they are. So then year after year of that, it kind of started weighing on me and I would go home at night and I just started painting again. It was like my, my, my release. And I did this for like probably like two years um, while I was a paramedic and no one even knew that I was doing it. Uh, a couple of my buddies did because their, their houses were like decked out with art. And then uh, one of my buddies posted it, man, and it just blew up. It just like, I told him not to, too. I was like, don't post it. <laughs> I was like, at the time I was a little bit different, man. I was like clean shaved. You know, I didn't even know I could grow a beard, bro. I was like, I was a paramedic for eight years, you know, like you had to shave every day. And before oh, that, I couldn't. So, hey, there's hope, man. 
there's hope for yeah, you. That's you, Omar. Yeah. I need that hope because that's a gnarly beard. I'm jealous. <laughs> the, the the story is we were coming back from Key West, me and the buddy that posted me that kind of blew me up. Uh, I was coming back from Key West with him and he said we have to stop at Z Gallery. And I, I'm hung over, bro. We were partying in Key West for like three days. I was like, dude, just take me home. He's like, no, I'm just going to stop in real quick. I got to get this Albert Einstein painting. Um, I was like, bro, just take me home. I'll paint it for you. He's like, yeah, fucking right. Like, you're not going to paint like Albert Einstein. I'm like, bro, no, I, I can paint. He didn't know. He was one of the buddies that didn't know. Um, and because, you know, all of us friends, we have different cliques. Well, some people do. I have like different cliques that didn't really know. Uh, but anyway, so he uh, went and got the supplies. Uh, I, I painted it that night. The next day I gave it to him. He was like, are you fucking, like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I didn't do the same thing. I did like my version of it. I don't like to copy other people's work. You know, like I, unless it's like something I'm going to hang in the house. Like I did a Banksy the other day, but I want, I wanted it for my crib. I wouldn't like do a Banksy and then sell it to someone else. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, he, I fell asleep. I woke up the next day and I had like 50 requests for like paintings and I'm still a paramedic. Like I'm not even like, I'm not even in the art game at all. You know, I didn't even know what art, I didn't even know I could do. Was where it? <laughs> you would have told me I would have never believed it. You know, like where I'm at now. Yeah, man. What just kind of like, that was, that's how like, it all kind of started. It just blew up from there. I kind of, I'm so interested about the timeline too, because, you know, you started off in like a corporate job. Well, not a corporate job, but you had a job that's considered, you know, I guess like a blue collar nine to five or whatever your hours were. It was just like a typical job, very admirable job to do. But then you, you know, you slowly went into something that you can kind of tap into your creative side and that fulfilled you. What was your time like? When did you stop being a paramedic? It wasn't that long. Uh, my boss uh, at the time used to call me uh, Hollywood. That was my nickname. <laughs> I would have like my clothes were like tailored, like perfect. Like my hair was slicked back, perfect. Like I might have had like, you know, what was like the bod spray or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. good. I was that guy, you know, I was like that. Like, so he, so he called me Hollywood. And uh, after I was kind of painting for a couple of weeks, the whole office, everyone, kind all the other paramedics kind of knew about what was going on. And he calls me to the office and he was like the tough New Yorker, you know, you guys probably relate. He had like that tough New Yorker, like, uh, like accent. It was probably only like five, two. He wasn't a big guy, but he was like, sometimes the little guys are like, the, you know, like the tough ones, you yeah. know? And uh, he's like, Hey Hollywood, get into my fucking office. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, what's this shit I hear about you painting? He goes, I go, yeah, man. I was like, actually, I need to talk to you because I've been for the last couple months, I've been like doubling my salary, like doing the art, you know? And I'm like, I need to go part-time. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, let me see this shit. So I, I think he already kind of seen it through the other guys, but I showed yeah. him like, oh, he's like, okay. He's like, well, maybe I could get a piece. I'm like, man. <laughs> so, within six months, um, I was completely gone. I was, I, I had, like, I would say the first month, I, I went part time, and then that lasted for a little while, and then every, so every time I post something, even now, so like, I usually stay about sixty orders behind. Like, that's like my thing. Like, that's been that way for probably like four years. I'm like always behind like sixty orders, right? So like if I start getting down to like 40 orders, I'll post more paintings. Like I'll post more stuff like on my story, on my Instagram. And then people see that and they, they, they order paintings. So like every time when I first started, I would post the painting, I would get more requests. So it was just like this trickle effect, you know, and it, it just, it's, it's like that even more now to this day. But back then, I mean, I was selling paintings for 50 bucks, 70 bucks. 
I was happy though, bro. I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't have to go to work today. You know, I was making as a paramedic, you're only making what, 32? New York's a little yeah. different. But yeah, here in, in like Tampa, it was like 32, $36,000 a year or something yeah. like that. I tripled that the first year as an artist. Wow. Damn. Yeah. And then the year after that, it's been tripling. So it's like, yeah, like every time I go see my tax guy, he's like, the fuck? He's like, <laughs> He's like, what's going on here? He's like, you know, it's crazy. Like, you, even the neighborhood. Even now, like, oh, it's a paramedic going by right now. Fuck. My bad. Just add, that as, add that as the intro with me going like this. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, now, like, I live in, like, a suburban area. Like, out front, I have, like, a Humvee, like, a military Humvee. And sh- like, they, they think I'm a drug dealer, you know? I'm, I'm literally selling art. Like, and, you know, I have people come by and drop stuff off, pick stuff up. So oh, That's pretty- funny. Who was some of your uh, inspirations? Like like Basquiat, Banksy, obviously. Uh, you, that, I mean, you have a specific artist. Yeah, Banksy, Banksy and Warhol, man. That's that's the two, yeah. bro. I saw your Monroe piece. That definitely had me thinking Warhol on your, yeah. on your. Yeah, Banksy and Warhol. So, what was your exact age though when you flipped over? Because there's so many people who like are looking to follow their dreams, and they're like, oh man, maybe it's a little too late because they're in their like mid twenties and thirties or something like that. But what what was the age where you flipped over to art? Yeah, so that's actually a big thing. Like, so I have a lot of. Uh, I'm actually, I, I would consider myself the nice artist. Like a lot of artists that, that I met uh, kind of coming up were just kind of like arrogant, full of themselves, didn't want to help because they're all thinking you're trying to get a piece of their pie. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I'm the complete opposite of that, bro. Like, you know, like I just, I seen how that was and I was like, I am not going to be that guy once, once I make it to that level. But what was the question again? When you when you went like full time with art, I know you've been you were dabbling for like two years, but when you decided to go full time, how old were you? Oh, so yeah, so um, that's okay. That's where I was gonna go with it. I wanted to talk, touch on something else. So like when you're becoming uh, like when you, I have a lot of kids that are seventeen and eighteen that are just getting out of high school. They're like, I love what you're doing. I love art. I'm just gonna be a full time artist. And I'm always like, no, like no, like do not do that. Like they're like, why? I'm like, go get like a trade under your belt. You know, go get a fucking lifeguard certification, go be a hairstylist, get something, you know, go to the military, like just have some type of trade so you can like kind of experience the real world. Cause let's say you become an artist full time and you're doing good and you're doing great. Like you never experience like this other side of like yeah. getting up at seven, six in the morning when you don't want to, going to work, being at work. Like even like, I don't know your guys' story, but let's say you guys have a nine to five. Like you're probably thinking, damn, like, if I was home more, I could be doing more podcasts and it would be, you know, but, but the thing is like, what I try to tell them is you could balance both. Like you could do both. Like, yeah, like I was a paramedic, but I would go home at night in pain. When the time was right, I knew it was, it was, it was time to do that. So, so I think it was, uh, so I became uh, a paramedic at what, 20 years old, 21, something like that. Uh, that was, I was like 28 um just turned i turned in 37 now yeah i'm getting over 30 i just turned 37 i thought i was 36 but we'll cut that out don't worry about it <laughs> it's all good bro it's all good so yeah so 37 so what is that how long how long have i been a, a full-time artist i don't know i don't know my math i just know art but anyways uh <laughs> crazy man it's crazy because those first i would say those first uh two three years man were hard as shit you know yeah. Everything, everything I made, I needed, you know, I, I, w- I would suggest that to anyone. You definitely want to 100% get a trade under your belt. Just 
do both do especially when you're young when you're young and hungry you have so much fucking energy you're, you're energized you know when you get older you don't have that same energy i mean i'm so energized but i'm a, you know i'm gonna kill it from 8 a.m to, to to one two o'clock then after that i'm gonna start to get drained down but i mean when shit when you're 21 you you go out and party all night you get up go to work then you could do you know the gym after that then you go party another night. it's like your energy on a different level you know but that's my that's my advice that's why i tell a lot of young kids another thing to add to that too is that when you you're right i think when someone who wants to do something full-time they do i feel like experiencing either the corporate world or a real job quote unquote it also makes you motivated too it's like well if i don't want to do this every day and wake up at this certain time like you need to feel that it's not negative but you need to feel that that thing you don't want to get to you the thing you do want you know what i mean right. so I think that's smart. That's a smart philosophy. I got a question just as a, I mean, I looking at your picture, seeing you now, you're definitely tatted up. As an artist, do you draw any of your own tattoos? And how no. picky are you about tattoo artists? I'm, a, I'm not, man. I'm actually really not, man. Uh, I got like, I got like one local guy that I use and all my, all my tats are warrior art. Uh, this is all, uh, this is all Japanese. Um, down here on my, on my leg, I have a, it's a Native American piece. So I just, I'm doing all warrior art, you know? I, I'm actually done, I'm done getting tattooed. The last tat I got, I was like, I'm over this shit. Which is kind of weird because I have so many hours of tattoos and one of my buddies was getting his back done. And I'm like, and he's all tatted up too. And I'm like, bro, I was like, how are you doing that in one day, you know? Because he had so much work done. He's like, bro, magic butter or whatever it was, something. I'm like, what? And he's like, it's a lotion you put on and you don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing? I'm like, dude, I've been getting all these tattoos and my tattoo artist never told me this. So, <laughs> so if you guys are going to get more tattoos. You got to earn it. You remember yeah. them and enjoy them better that way, I think. Something. It's called magic butter or something. But like, yeah, I would enjoy the hell out of it. I would, I would, I would get a bunch of tats. But. Now, I know you're in Florida. You're in Tampa right now. Is that where you're originally from? No, so I'm from Vegas. Uh, I, was, I was kind of like, uh, my dad was in the military, Air Force. Okay. Uh, I that's what was another thing I kind of dealt with. My dad was kind of a tough military guy growing up um so it was vegas uh for like i don't know like four or five years then we uh we did a little bit in georgia valdosta georgia and then um tampa florida so i i mean if people when people ask me like where are you from i always say tampa you know yeah that makes sense is there a military base over in vegas or is that what you yeah. just asked for local yeah we grew up on we grew up we i definitely grew up on the military bases you know while i was young um, and then, you know, we, we end up transitioning into a house, but yeah. Did you feel like your house was like super strict? So that that's why you wanted to kind of like branch out and escape with art or? It really wasn't though. It was only strict when, when pops was there when we were young, but my mom would always tell me he was on the way home. So we would dip. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Even yeah. that even got into like high school. You'd be, she'd be like, your dad's coming home. Like, unless you want to cut the grass, uh, I suggest you leave. Here's 20 bucks. Like so. <laughs> That's why, like, now I just give my mom money and shit. <laughs> they, they went on vacation, like, uh, to Ohio. And then, uh, when, like, while they were gone, I went and got them a pool, put a, you know, got a pool put into their house. Shit. But it was mainly for my mom because she's, uh, she's always wanted a pool. Yeah, that's dope. That's, I look, because I look all those times and I always, like, you know, I always hook her up because of that stuff. She's always hooked me up. That's dope. So you guys lived in Vegas. I'm just thinking of the Vegas desert. You lived in Georgia. You lived in Tampa and never had a pool. And you finally got your mom's a pool? That's, yeah. That's yeah. I don't, you know, the thing about Vegas is pretty funny is I don't remember the city at all. I just remember, uh, I just remember desert, like mountain. <laughs> 
that I don't really remember that the city we lived in the city. I don't remember it. It does. It's like such a different, you forget that you're in the desert sometimes because it does feel like a, like an overwhelming New York city vibe plus the casinos and plus the, the people handing you uh, escort cards and, <laughs> and crazy stuff. Like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of fan of Vegas. I don't like it. It's, it's, a, it's a little too much going on. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. What is it like spring break for like with Walmart people? <laughs> for that but a lot of people <laughs> no that's true and it and it's like we you know, everyone jokes around about it. it's like oh it's only like a two-day vacation thing but it is it can it gets kind of gets like you just want to go home after a little bit because it is a lot can you talk about the first time that you did you know artwork for maybe like a celebrity or someone like you consider like prestigious uh yeah um well, so I used to always catch a lot of heat, man. Like, um, like kind of like what I told you as an artist. Like, I came out of nowhere, like, in town. Like, there was already, like, solidified artists that were, like, I would kind of call them, like, the local guys. Like, they were really killing it. Not, like, on a, like, national level or international level. A couple of them, I, like I said, I reached out to and never really got. I mean, they were kind of assholes, you know? They were kind of, like, I didn't, kind of dicks, kind of cocky. I just... It just didn't go right. So uh, when I started getting more recognition, and this is before the celebrity stuff, uh, man, these guys would slide into my DMs, these other artists, uh, and they would slide into my DMs and just lay it on me. Like, not, not liking my style, corny, saying, oh, it's, I've, you're kind of copying other people's styles and this, that, and the other. Like, I'm a pop artist. Like, I'm not copying anyone's style, but I do what pop culture likes, you know? Like, I'm influenced by other things, and I'm putting it together to what I have now. These guys used to always write, you know, like, all these DMs and stuff. And, like, I used to get into it with them and stuff because probably bigger than a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but, like, I just realized that, like, the more that I would get into it with them, the more that I would, like, be like, damn. Like, it would piss me off more if I were – it would have been better if I just blocked and deleted and didn't say anything, you know, which is what I do now if I ever get that. I get that, like, once a month. Someone will say something. Um, yeah, some guy just got mad at me yesterday because I did a Banksy for my house. And he's like, bro, I've had it up to here or something like that with with you. And this is just icing on a cake that you did a Banksy. I'm like, block, delete, you know. But so I did a piece for Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's right. isn't it funny? Like these little artists are like little gangsters. Um, <laughs> I just, I didn't know there was like people that like, like so, is that like for in other industries? Like where people just like come at you like that? I don't know. Yeah, but there's so many good, cool artists. You know, there's so yeah. many artists like I that I fuck with hard that are like that are my homies you know and but there's just those like select few and they're just and and it sucks a lot of the ones that are that way are big they're like the big time artists you know uh but anyway so I did a piece for Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart was like posting it all on his Instagram and shit shit that was like the last I ever heard of any of those guys I was like (laughs) yeah Seriously, it was like they knew, like I could can't say shit no more. It's yeah, it's a big validation when you're you're getting people, you know, who've seen art their whole lives. Like Kevin Hart's, you know, around people and around you know buildings, and he sees amazing art. So when he has an eye for someone or he has an appreciation for your art, you know, it's someone who really has that taste for it. So it, it does validate you. But I feel like you know, with artists, and I don't know, and I'm I'm kind of asking you. I should phrase it as a question, but is it because you blew up so quickly? Or is it because they didn't see you around in like that, the circles where they're like, you know, yeah. we're all fighting for the same people? That's it. So that's the thing. So that's like a big a word of advice that I give to people now. I'm like, yo, like whatever your profession is, like if, if it's like something in the arts or something like, I can't say for every profession, but like with mine, it's art, right? So like 
let's say I go and paint on Marilyn Monroe and let's say I hang out with this art clique. There's like 30 of us and we all go to get beers together every night playing video games and all that shit. So we're all like homie homies, you know? And I paint like a Marilyn Monroe. And then the dude hits me up and says, man, like I just painted a Marilyn Monroe two days ago, bro, you're copying me. You kind of like, we're all influenced by everything around us, you know? And right. if all you do is hang out with other artists that are in that, that realm, me personally, I can't speak for everyone. I'm gonna start to subconsciously start doing what they're doing. Yeah. Noticed that before with a couple artists that I hang out with, like they'll do something, and then like like two weeks later, I'll do something similar, and I'm like, shit, I can't even finish this. I can't post it because my boy just did something like this. Mm. It's like a subconscious thing. So like like my click now, it's like we're all like business owners, because um, I started like I started like this click to where we're like it's all like business owners and entrepreneurs and stuff that, that I'm part of now. We're all completely in different fields. Like one's a dentist, one owns a solar power company. Uh, you know, one owns a couple hair uh, barbershops um, and so on. So it's like, I try to just hang out. I mean, I never really hung out with artists before though. You know, I was always that guy that was out with just different styles of people, you know? Um, but yeah, it was never like the whole artsy crew. So I've never, I've never experienced that. I've never hung out with them. And I think that's another reason why, like you said, like, I think that's why the, where the, some of the hatred stem. Cause you know, they all knew each other and shit. And then all of a sudden this new kid comes up painting like, the worst of the worst, like like artists hate when you paint Marilyn Monroe's and like mm. Elvis, you know, and because it's like it's so like like topic. Okay. Sorry, yeah, because it's what people that don't really know art want somewhat. Like people that don't really know art, they see a Marilyn Monroe, like oh, I want that for the crib, you know. But if you really like know art and stuff, like you might not, you might lean towards something different. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so it's like, I, that makes sense though. When you're around people, like subconsciously, you might pick up some things that your brain like registers as cool and you just don't, you don't really know. You just kind of, you're kind of do it. Like you said, subconsciously for people who don't know you, what would you say your signature style is in terms of art? As far as style, it's, it's, it's definitely mixed media. So, um, mixed media for people that don't really know art is just, it's just everything and anything you, you could, you could do anything you want. Like I could take this belt here and and throw it into a canvas and mix it with my hat throw some paint and you know shoot some paintball guns at it you know you, you could do whatever you mix media is anything i'm not classically trained i didn't go to art school um even to this day like yesterday i painted with concrete you know but if, if anyone was to ask like my what my style that i would say got me to this level it would probably be stencils um because stencils are uh you can't you can go wrong but like anyone could do a stencil if if you put in the time to cut the stencils and spray paint them and you're always going to get kind of that clean image so i would say stencils uh if someone wants to say what's like my signature style i would say stencils yeah it's funny you said that because i've always seen you always see those artists who do like the unorthodox stuff or they're like throwing fruit at a at a canvas or you know certain things what was like the craziest thing you've done that you can think of that kind of came to fruition for like a really good painting yeah so that's like that that's actually my that's funny you say that like you're actually hitting a lot of good points right now so that's actually the thing like i post a lot of stuff that there's no one there's no way in hell anyone's gonna buy it right like let's say i paint donald trump naked you know with a uh, machine gun you know with with fake tits or something i might buy no actually on stack you know what i mean uh but 
people are gonna share it and mm. it's gonna it boost your brand so like i I do like, I'll do like five or six pieces that I know are gonna sell. And then in between that, I'll do like one crazy ass piece. I'll do like Joker's head on like Mario's body, like Mario Brothers or something, you know, like, but make it even more crazy. Um, just, I'll do stuff like, which is, which is really weird. What's even weirder now is like the stuff that like, I never pictured that when I would do stuff like that. Now it all, it's all selling. Like, it's crazy. Like everything just sells. Like, and I'll be like, damn, like, who the hell's going to hang? Like, that's another thing. Like, I'll have an art show, and everyone is completely different. Like, like right here, like, I have, like, this skull, like, headdress. Shit. Oh, yeah. Like, me, right? Like, so to me, like, like I would think, like, okay, that would be, like, I don't know, like, maybe a 21 to, like, 35-year-old person that's probably, in, like, a hipster or something would buy that. And then it would be, like, a 90-year-old lady. That, like, that's what I want, you know? Like I have this piece here, like this book one. So that would be something I would I would picture like a ninety year old lady to buy or something. And then it would be like I don't know. It's just it's crazy. You never know who's gonna buy what. In other words, yeah. I was gonna say, how does that work when when someone reaches out to you for a painting, like if they want to customize a painting from you, do they like give you an idea of what they want, or do they just kind of be like, hey, put your own twist on it? Yeah. So the best thing you could do is is just give me like a, a like an image. Let's say you gave me like a bird, right? And you said, yo, this is my favorite bird um do your thing that's the best you're gonna get now if you're saying like all right now give me the bird but i want an elephant in the background with the sunset with this it's just it's not a like it it's not as, it's not as fun for the artist and you're gonna get a shittier piece that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah and it's yeah. Scale, another thing that you've i think that maybe people from an artist standpoint like other artists are probably you know i don't want to say jealous and whatever but they see that you're crushing it on social media that's why like the when you when you brought up the that social media strategy of creating and then also creating like a experimental piece that will go viral for social media like that's such a big part of business that i think that that's gaining a lot of traction and people are a lot of eyeballs are going to you because you you're willing to do and take those risks or you know scrap a whole thing of canvas just to do that social media part i think that's a really cool a concept for sure yeah so i think you want to uh i always like then again like when i talk to uh you know artists that hit me up and they're like you know give me some advice i'm like well first off you want to have like two brands you want to have your, your art is kind of like your brand that like sells and then you kind of want to be a brand yourself like I, i'll tell I'll, like i'll i was like like so, send me a picture of yourself it'll be like a kid that's like whatever i'll be like bro shave your hair and then dye it blonde you know, like, like what, you know, I'm like, dude, throw some gold chains on, you know, or something, throw, you know, like throw these, throw these pink glasses on right here, you know, like, I don't know, just do something like you, you want to be a brand yourself. You don't want to sell out Like you don't want to be too like someone you're not, but like people with me, like they, they meet me in person and they're like, man, like you're so much cooler and nicer than like I thought. Cause I'm like my brand, I'm kind of like not really smiling. I got that serious look, you know, I got like the like perfectly like, gold chain you know like i just try to have that that whole image is like my brand so you have your art and then you have yourself so like sometimes people don't even give a shit about the piece which is kind of sad sometimes they just want to say hey i own a scale mm. that was something in town that i started hearing a lot probably about four years ago it really made me think like damn like this is all working to like kind of what i was trying to do it's like people are like like this one lady was like she just got like, a, she started her business up and she was like, Hey, I finally have enough money. I want to buy a scale. And I'm like, what do you want? She's like anything. She's like, you're not anyone in town unless you have a scale. I'm like, damn. Shit. I was like, 
I mean, I, mean, I, would, I would not tell people that. Obviously, I just said it here, but like, <laughs> that was cool shit to hear. You know, I was like, it's scale is a brand, you know, then the art's its own thing besides that. That is crazy when you become, you know, when you're in the conversation with like, oh, I got a, like a Gucci belt. Like people don't even care what the belt is. They're just like, just to own Gucci and just to have a scale. Supreme. That's an, yeah, Supreme, exactly. Perfect they sold, example. They sold a brick. <laughs> exactly. Like Supreme drops, I think Waleed was actually showing me every week they drop something. They had like a wrestling singlet or something. Like they just yeah. drop the most random shit that people buy because it's Supreme, which is wild. We, we yeah. just... Uh, Oh, then for the first time, like last month, and it sold out in like five days, like 500 garments. Um, and my guy's like, should we, you know, just keep leaving it open? I said, no, close it. I was like, like we'll drop some. We'll, yeah. I said, we're completely different next month. Like, I want to drop a toothbrush. Like, just for like, kind of like how Sabrina does it. I want to drop like a scale toothbrush. for like, <laughs> And then, you know, like, I want to drop like a, a, like an umbrella the, the month after that, you know, like. I think that shit's dope, you know, that what, what Supreme did, you know? Is there something that I know your career is like skyrocketing and there's there's so many things that you've accomplished. What is something that, you know, creatively that you're you're looking forward to in like the short term? That was your next project? Um, so I've been doing uh, a lot of sculptures on the side. Um, I'm saving up. I've been, I kind of just like, I'll, I'll reach into this now. I guess I could kind of talk about it now. I didn't really want to talk about it before, um, but when this whole like coronavirus like first started happening, I think I caught it. I think I had the coronavirus. I haven't got tested for it. You know, it's been what, like three, four months. Um, but uh, I was really sick for like two weeks, like bed bound. Damn. It was like shit. waking up every night, like had to change my, my clothes because I was sweating through it. Damn. I had to go to the hospital, like uh, maybe like, I would say like, a, it was actually probably like a month before that. I think I got like, I think I got it twice, but anyways, um, during that time, um, I couldn't like isolated myself from my girl and my dogs and everything just in my room or whatever. And uh, people don't even know. I've never even talked about this. Um, and what you could, you guys can talk about and stuff because, you know, obviously I'm fine now. Um, but I started uh, doodling on my iPad and like I haven't drawn cartoons in forever. And I just started playing around and drawing cartoons and I'm like, damn, like, I feel like like when you have that vision, like what you guys have when you started doing the podcast, you guys probably seen where this could go. Like I've seen where I could go with these cartoons and uh, yeah, I've been doing sculptures and stuff. I have a bunch that are being made as toys, kind of like how Cause yeah. does it, the style of them. Uh, and uh, I have like all these art pieces where I'm doing um, all the social media influencers in town. I'm getting like pretty close to naked pictures of them and I'm painting uh, cartoons all around them. Like if I have like a hot girl, like with i uh, I'll put like cartoons, like covering up their boobs or something like that. But I'm saving all this uh, for a big art show in Tampa. Um, I usually have like a big art show every year and I'm going to, and I usually, I'll rent out like a warehouse or something. And it's usually around like 2000 people that come to the shows. Um, so I'm just saving for that right now. It's this whole cartoon thing. It's going to be cartoon clothing. Uh, when you walk into the show, come here, my dog's up on the table. <laughs> oh, uh, hey. a crowd favorite. The dog, what's the dog's name? Uh, this is Jet. Jet? Yeah. This Jet? Is, boy, I got three of them. I got brown and white as well. They're crazy. They're all Frenchies. They're all French? Yeah. But I'm, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have statues, like, like huge like, uh, like cartoon statues and stuff. I'll let you guys know. You guys should come down. 
Yeah, man, that'd be dope. We'd love to go to that. That sounds crazy. I've never been to an art show, so. Yeah, I get like uh, first. I get like naked body painted girls. I'll get like people on stilts. I get like fire throwers, aerialists, Damn. break dancers. That sounds it's like, like it's a party, bro, when I have these shows. Yeah, that sounds like a party. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a blast. That sounds like yeah, a three. Dope. That's yeah, that's like Cirque Day so scale right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they are. They are. They're, they're, they're super cool. That's awesome, man. Well, first off, glad to hear that you're feeling better. We know, you know, through people who've, you know, had that and it's just like, it feels debilitating and it's, it's really scary. So we're super, super happy that you're feeling better and powering through. And it's nice when we first started this conversation and you're talking about cartoons, how that you first started and now you're kind of going back to, you know, where it all started and, and bringing something, your childhood to life, which is really cool. And we would love to be, you know, to see that in action. So if you ever, you know, when that's, when that's fully up, we'll, we'll definitely take a trip down for sure. Yeah, it'll probably be uh, in like December or something like that. That's perfect for us to get out of New York. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Good time. We're in New York. We're in Long Island. So just we're east of the city. Okay. I know that you've been, uh, you know, been doing some philanthropy, and uh, was that tied to coronavirus? Oh, I do it. I do it year round, brother. I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I've been a part of, man. Is uh, yeah, I'm just I'm in and out of charity all year long. Um, that's awesome. Nonstop, bro. Yeah, that, that's like the biggest thing that I've been a part of. Um, I mean, like last year alone, I did over half a million dollars in in charity donations. Like, like I'll sell a like what was it? Me and Joe Madden did one. What like two years ago? Two maybe two and a half years ago. I mean, we sold a painting for a hundred grand. We didn't keep any of that. We gave that all. To, we gave that all to his charity. Uh, we did. So what's what's the charity? Because I know I know you do have some affiliation with Joe Madden, the manager. Yeah, so just, uh, I mean, he has multiple stuff that he works on. Uh, but his has to do with a lot of like um, like inner city kids, um, and okay. like helping out that, that whole vibe. Um, uh, but he you know, he's like he's got his hands in so many different charities that he helps out as well. Like I'm not I'm not committed to one charity. Like I do my own stuff too. Like. Like how I did the other day, I did a painting, you know, and I posted on my, my Instagram. I said, hey, I'm selling this painting right now. Some guy actually bought it up in Maine, uh, shipped it up to Maine. But I was like, I'm selling this painting now. Whatever it goes for, I'm going to donate it to as many families as I can. It didn't sell for as much as I thought it would. It sold for 2000 But I was able to give 1000 to each family that I chose two families. The first was, um, and I share the stories. Like I don't, I don't blast their names. But like I share, yeah. share the conversation and the dialogue, and I'll, I'll block them out. And, and like the first one, so like that's what's cool too. So people that follow me, they they're like, damn, it. like that, that like this is legit, you know? Like this yeah. kid's actually doing it. Then, but like the first one was a girl that was like taking care of her mom and dad who just lost their jobs, and they they, they both had corona. Um, and then the second one was a single mom had three kids who lost their job because of the coronavirus. So, you know, I was, able, I was able to help them buy food, you know, or whatever. She yeah, that's, the money. that's, um, that's awesome. the thing crazy. I had over, I had over like 150, um, inquiries, like, DMs, yeah. bro, are like three pages long. And I'm like, these are, this is sad. You know, really? uh, there's a lot of sad stories. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I do a lot of like, we, we were actually going to land, like, I, there's a kid in town that I painted his Lamborghini a couple of years back, and uh, we were going to auction it off, like the Lambo. Like, we were just going to, like, um, 
like make make a bunch of money on it and then just donate all the money to a certain charity but we got shut down by like the government the government shut us down really yeah because i think they said it was a like they said it was a, a, a lotto like a, a because because of the amount yeah yeah it was crazy we we were selling tickets to like for like 25 a pop and within like two months we got to like fifty thousand dollars we still had like six months to go yeah i wanted like i wanted like a 16 year old girl like sit with a single mom or something to win it like yeah. <laughs> lambo drive around town like pull <laughs> <laughs> up the high we often talk about, you know, how we want to leave our mark in the industry that we're in and how we've affected others. I know you've named great examples of how, you know, the positive things you've done, not just in art, but, you know, donating and being a part of the community and, you know, helping others. What are some of the words you'd hope people would say about you? Uh, just that, that, um, that, you know, I'm a nice guy and I, I'm, a, I'm a giver, you know, that like, almost like when they think of me, they think of like a good thought, you know, yeah. like, it's not like any negative you know it's like like that's a good dude and if you if you, anyone that i've met that has, that has had a whole hell of a conversation with me would, would testify to that but that's the thing about when you build your brand online though you're gonna have the people that just see that they just see like who you are online like you know if you're at the strip club and you're posting videos you know like they're like oh my god that guy's like a dirt bag you know but like that's your brand. You know, you got to build your brand. How are you going to build your brand? You got to do it. I, I just want people. Yeah. I, I want people to think, you know, when, when they think of scale, think of like, that's a good dude. He's, he's done so much for his community. And, you know, now it's not, it was Tampa. Now it's national. Um, yeah. That's what I want them to think. man. And I want to be inspired too. Like I want them to be inspired of like, I post a lot of my stories of my days and my weeks, you know, I want them to say, damn, like that kid puts in work, you know, like I'm going to do that, which I get a lot of that, you know? Yeah. Um, they'll see me up at 6 a.m. riding my bike, my bicycle, you know. Um, then they'll see me, like, you know, pulling out my juicer and juicing fresh greens in the morning. You know, then they'll see me, you know, walking the dog. I just, I post it all, man. And they'll see me at the studio till midnight. You know, that's what I want them to see. And then I'll do that again the next day. The day after that, then, like, you know, on the weekend, they'll see me take my family out on the boat. You know, my mom and dad and brother. You know, I want them to see all that. So they say, like, damn, like okay that's you know it's about balance it's about living a good life so Skell, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure you know hopefully we'll link up in the future when everything clears up and we'll see some of your art down in florida and maybe when you're in new york we'll take you to a pizza spot too yeah man what's your social media handles uh i mean i would just say uh just use instagram and uh if you really have it that's like where i post almost everything i don't really use twitter i don't really use tiktok i'm i feel like i'm too old for that i don't have that that young tiktok stamina um which is a great platform i'm all about it uh i just that's not my it's not for me i think um but uh instagram uh at jason skeldon.com it's not sheldon it's skeldon it's with a k instead of an h thank you skell i appreciate right, your time i'll keep you're you the man skell thanks man it's the warm-up podcast peace man, right, peace, man. Peace. Peace.